Welcome to the Indigo Podcast, an exploration of human flourishing at work and beyond. I'm Ben Barron of Indigo Anchor and Cleveland State University. And I'm Chris Everett of Indigo Anchor. For more information, please visit us at www.indigopodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Today is November 8th, 2021. And if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you likely remember that around this time last year, my family experienced a tremendous tragedy. Our seven-year-old son, Vincent, was hit and killed when he was riding his bicycle on a sidewalk and someone was pulling out of a parking lot and, uh, and he was struck and killed. And, you know, in the year that has followed since then, it's been very challenging for my family, of course. Uh, we're hanging in there. But one thing that we wanted to talk about today is the Vincent William Barron Day of Service, which was uh, an idea that my wife and I both had actually independently uh, in the months after Vincent's death uh, as a way to commemorate and to him and to uh, spread additional empathy and joy and a fierce passion for life uh, as far as we could. And this was an event that we had on September 25th. 2021 was the inaugural Vincent William Barron Day of Service. And Chris, you were there for it uh, today. I thought we could just maybe talk a little bit about that day of service and the value of service in general and what it does for, for us personally and what it does for society and uh, encourage people out there to get involved in whatever type of service they can to help make their communities better. And hey, while you're at it, why not get involved with the Vincent William Bar Barron Day of Service next year, right? Yeah, and and Ben, the website, what's the website for that day of service? Yeah, if anyone's interested in everything related to the day of service, as well as just general stuff about my son, it's mightyvincent.org. Uh, so you can check out mightyvincent.org to learn all about it. And this is an, a, a, an effort and initiative that we're uh, planning to do every single year, and we want to spread this as far as we can. I want this to be a day on which we all do something to make our world better. Uh, and that's how we think we can best honor our son's legacy. Yeah. When your best friend's son is killed, I don't know the playbook for that one, honestly. It was a challenging for me. And so when I saw the day of service evolving with you guys, then I said, okay, well, this is going to be awesome that what a catharsis and uh memorialization and all that and then it's like 300 people and you're turning people away because so many people are site <laughs> and you're like oh yeah i think we'll sign up what i don't even how many hundred people were you planning for uh, yeah we, we were planning on starting small and we were like hey you know we'll see what happens uh and what did happen is that we had 300 plus people uh, sign up for in-person ser in service projects all around Northeast Ohio. We had people setting up their own service projects all over the, the country, which was amazing. And we had about 400 people show up at a walk that was actually part of a nationwide walk that happens every year around that time through the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. And that walk was designed to raise money for the poor and vulnerable of the area, which was, it was amazing. We did a, a, toy and shoe and boot and glove collection where people you know donated these items and i tell you what it, it it was amazing we actually had some leftover donations that needed to go down to the center in downtown akron ohio 
um, that I had to take down there the, the other day. Um, You're going to start small. So it's like, listen, so it, what was cool about this, what I thought was cool, it wasn't, hey, we're going to set up our own foundation and do stuff. It was everybody's going to plus up the all the different nonprofits and charities and different stuffs anywhere. And especially there in, you know, the greater Hudson area, Cleveland, Akron. And it plussed up, you know, through volunteer work. And it wasn't just, hey, write a check. No, this was something where you guys were deliberately getting people off their couches and raising money through a walk and also doing a bunch of charity events. And, and small, I mean, Ben, three, starting off small with like three, 400 people. I, I don't know. That seems kind of big to me. <laughs> and it was so big. I don't think, Ben, you captured everybody because people showed up at the charity place I was working at. Um, and they were like, oh, this was twice the amount of people <laughs> we were expecting. Yeah, maybe we did underestimate. <laughs> but uh, but as I was starting to say, is, you know, I took some of the items that we had left over that I had to take it down last Saturday. And it's just amazing to to get out of your bubble once in a while. Right. And to go see how the the truly poor and vulnerable people in our society live and, you know, to um, to help them is is a tremendous gift, not just to them, but it's also to yourself in a, in a lot of ways. Um, and so, yeah, it was, a, it was a quite a day. And I think that there's perhaps a lesson for everyone out there in, in terms of, you know, I just think there's a lot of value in trying to make the world a better place. And there are many opportunities to do that. Yeah. It's funny because people feel so despondent. The world's going to garbage. Look, it's on TV. <laughs> And it's like, I don't know if these guys binge watch too much Lord of the Rings where they feel like just them and their couple of friends are going to have to go to Mordor and huck a ring in the volcano. Or maybe they watch too much uh, West Wing or something where if we make the right policy, we might avert nuclear global disaster. And guys, you got to get out of that fantasy land. The miracles and the magic that makes the world better happen in your backyard. And you don't need permission from a politician or any kind of larger governing body to do it. If you're feeling despondent and depressed about how the world is right now, let me tell you, there, there's help for you. Get off your couch and stop, stop watching dystopian shows and movies on Netflix and get out there and fix the dystopia in your backyard. Right. And, you know, one thing that I think I, I learned and got to experience firsthand in planning this whole event was, you know, if you want to get involved with a, a nonprofit, with a charity in your area, and perhaps this is different in other countries, I really don't know, but at least in the United States, if you go to the website of a nonprofit, most of the time, there, depending on the type of nonprofit, there's a, a tab on that website for volunteers. And it's pretty easy within a couple clicks of your mouse to figure out what that nonprofit does and how you could potentially get involved. And you could contact them and say, hey, what's going on? I'd like to do something. Maybe maybe it's just something where you go periodically to, to help out a couple hours a month or, or whatever, even if it's just even less, you know, less frequent than that. I think that there's just, um, you know, so many opportunities. And like you said, we have to stop waiting for other people to do stuff. We are the change that needs to happen in the world. And if you can't change what's going on in your own mind, and if you can't change your own behavior, how do you expect the world to change? 
We have to stop abdicating that responsibility to the government, to these jackwagon politicians, to people out there who, you know, we, we just think that they should do something. Well, <laughs> you're an adult. Go do something yourself. Yeah, the world needs more than a thumbs up. I, I'm glad somebody else did this charity event. <laughs> I yeah. liked it on Facebook, so I was like I was there. <laughs> right. and, and get out and do stuff. And, you know, involvement in community organizations is down. Mm. And I think we're more bankrupt for it. Yeah. And, and just think about Christmas in your own house. If you've got kids, what do you do? You know, if you're the Santa Claus... Um, believing type um or whatever <laughs> you know you set up some mystique you go buy the gifts you lay stuff out you make it magic for the people in your family and there's a community magic that we can make for each other by going out i mean every tearjerker on the hallmark channel has somebody doing something good for somebody and we get choked up which is good that means we haven't we're not dead inside yet which is it's good and we get choked up because it's the magic. And you can go make that magic every day with the people around you. Right, right. And, you know, it, it shouldn't take some extraordinary event going on in your life or you know, somebody else necessarily organizing something to happen for you to get out there and do it. I think there are, there are just, again, so many opportunities to do it. So, you know, I, an action point, right? <laughs> if you're feeling bad about how the world is, Go out there and volunteer. Do something good for someone else. By the way, the psychological research is fairly clear that if you do all of this, you're going to feel better about yourself. Uh, so, you know, if you want to give yourself some therapy along the way, guess what? Helping other people is a way to to do some of that. Now, it's not going to fix everything for you, but it, it, it is a an uplifting experience. Um, you know, when you get out there. Another thing that I, I think is important is I come across and I think I, I just get this sense from certain groups of people where perhaps they view their way of giving back to the world as donating money. And that's fine. Like, it's good to, I, I think it's great. <laughs> give, a, give it all away, right? That's fine. And, and it's necessary and it's helpful for organizations because they do need the cash. But there's something different uh, between giving money, which is, you know, if you have the money, it's easy, and actually getting out there and interacting with other people and getting out there and seeing how other people live. I think there's tremendous value in that, and I would advocate for more of it. Yeah, and, and for the hard-charging psychopaths that listen to our show, <laughs> right? Hey, listen, if you get involved with really quality nonprofits, you're going to meet really quality high i mean there i can't tell you how many high level c-suite executives and stuff that i've met out in the charity and nonprofit landscape mm. either sitting on boards of directors now obviously they're good people so they'll know you're a psychopath so you might need to work on your psychopathology <laughs> first but if you really are saying like you know i feel stuck i don't i feel like my network is small you know, I want to like move into different areas. I don't feel like my boss or my organization is set up to see the value that I can contribute. Selfishly, get out there. There's nonprofits. I can't tell you how many nonprofits I've been to that have wonderful boards, but also a lot that have substandard boards that need help. They need your leadership and idea. 
and, and project management and all of these kinds of things. If you get out there on a board and you're going to have full exposure and stuff that you would have to probably work 15, 20 years in a corporate organization to get, right? Oh, hey, we got somebody needs to run this project. Great. I just got my PMP. This will be a great time for me to do a project and be able to show like maybe jobs that I'm applying to that I can run projects. Nope, there wasn't an opportunity for me to do a project within my organization. So I joined two nonprofits and I ran the following um, projects and they generated this result, this many people touched. Like you immediately get exposure to at-bats at stuff that you might not get in your org. And you can get, this is a cool thing, mentored by high level executives and other pillars of your community. And they'll know, they're like, oh, that's that's Filson. Filson's a good guy. He's out here all the time. You know, I, Filson, what do I got to do to poach you out of your organization and have you work for mine? Because I've seen your character. I've seen your good works mm -hmm. out in the community. And I know your character and integrity. And I know you can freaking deliver like a champ because I've seen how smart you are, how good you are at fundraising, project management, team delegation, all of those things. So many people are waiting, Ben, for their first like junior manager role. And it's like the office space thing where they're like, you can be in charge of one, maybe two people. I'm saying if you get out into the nonprofit and charity landscape, you can run projects with hundreds of people before you're even like 26, 27. If you got the gumptions to do it and you'll get mentored along the way. Absolutely. And if you are wondering, okay, how do I get involved perhaps from that angle, right? So we started off talking about just volunteering to you know do good and if you really want to do a lot of good and perhaps build your resume along the way, well, that's where I think you likely would start as a volunteer, right? So uh, many boards of nonprofits, you know, if they have some volunteers who are just amazing, they may start thinking about those volunteers as potential board members, right? Now, every nonprofit probably has kind of a different profile of who they're looking for on their boards. Uh, and that's something that you can kind of figure out by learning who their board members are. Most of these organizations have that posted on their website. And, um, you know, so kind of getting the, a sense for how they operate that way. You can also talk to some board members. Uh, you know, if you have been volunteering for a while and maybe you get in, get in touch with the, 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 some various board members, learning a little bit more about the board. Um, and then the way it oftentimes happens, at least the, so I'm on a board right now, a very high functioning board. Um, wonderful group of people, the USS Cleveland Legacy Foundation. We'll put a link to that in the show notes too. But, uh, you know, they, uh, the way that we work that in terms of how we acquire new board members, because we do periodically want to bring on new people, uh, just not, it's not every day, right? It, it happens every couple of years. Um, we do that through the governance and nominations committee. So there are different committees within a board. So I happen to be the chair of that, that uh, committee on, on our board. And uh, so we we work with vetting different people and trying to bring in the talent that we might need on that board. Now, this is all unpaid stuff, right? You can't use a nonprofit board position to start making money for yourself. That's a big no-no. Um, at the same time, you're going to meet some wonderful people and gain some great experience and ideally do some really good uh, work along the way. I know I was discouraged at a, when it, junior portions of my career because I felt like I saw nothing but slime bags in leadership positions. And then I'd look to my left and right and they, you know, they'd become backstabbing jack wagons as well. Cause that's, that's how you swam in some of these toxic cultures that were out there. 
you want to find the good people. And I like to believe that our listeners are those kinds of, you know, they're good people trying to, you know, do good things like we are. And when you're in that nonprofit landscape and space, I mean, there are, I have met a few slime bags for sure, but mostly it's good people. And you want to build and fill your network of advice, of support, of community with those kinds of people. So when you, you know, need a referral for a job or all those kinds of things are part of it. But it becomes this virtuous cycle where, hey, you know, you find good people and select good people in your relationship and your circle. You do good works, which leads to meeting more people, which means, and then all of a sudden you have so much people wealth, community mm. wealth in your life that it's hard for you to fall too far on your face, even when the economy's bad. Even when things are going, you know, when if if you have something going on in your family, like if you need support, like maybe there's a death in your family, all those kinds of things. You know, we focus so much on material wealth. Oh, you, when did you break six figures or whatever that we miss out on a, a super important part of our lives, which is building the people part of our wealth. There is a wealth of togetherness that can be had, but it doesn't come for free. You actually got to go out and earn it. You do. You do. And that's where we're, you know, coming back to this theme of taking action. I think most people, at least our listeners, recognize the gap between where our world should be and where it is. And in order to close that gap, there are things that need to happen. And I think just waiting for them to happen is the wrong answer. Going back to the Vincent William Barron Day of Service, the inaugural day of service that we held on September 25th, 2021, you know, we did a lot of work to put, put that together. And it, it was hard in some, in some ways, just organizing different things and going back and forth on different things. But, you know, seeing the good that came out of that was really rewarding. And now we're going to create this thing that we hope to uh, continue to grow over the years to have not only be a, a positive influence in my geographical area, but around the country and around the world even. Uh, we had already, you know, this year, we had friends who were in South Carolina and Texas. And, you know, you came out to to visit me, but your family, uh, they, they actually did a project out in Utah, which is amazing. And we had another uh, group of friends out in Salt Lake City who did, did a project, which is really great. Uh, and, and a whole host of others around the country, which was amazing. Um, so, you know, if if anything else, I just want our listeners from this episode to really feel empowered to go out there and do good in their in their world, um, because goodness knows we need it. Yeah. And and these things, I mean, it's hard to make. Remember the Kilmer episode with Derek Kilmer, Ben? You remember that? Yeah. episode? Yeah. So first of all, he, Derek Kilmer is a congressman from the state of Washington He's the chair of the Select Committee on the Modernization of Congress. Go check out that episode if you haven't already. He is doing earth-shattering stuff that's going to change the entire world. But because it doesn't have somebody fighting or an explosion, like he doesn't get invited on a lot of television stations to talk about. Huh, like he's doing amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does amazing work. But he's not going to the Met Gala with something scandalous written on the back of his dress or something, right? So... <laughs> And and it's hard, like we were talking about doing this episode here, and it's just a short one um, that we're doing. And it's like, how do you make this exciting? Do we have an explosion? It's like, you know, 
listeners of this episode that hear the letter three, four times, write in and can get a grenade mailed to their house. You know, this stuff doesn't happen, right? There's nothing we can do to make this exciting as something that hacks you off on Facebook. And that's what's wrong with society, right? We can't be turning to the drama and the horrible garbage. You know, we've eaten enough of that junk food over the last, whatever, decades of uh, this American century. And it's time to start writing the stories that we want to hear. No, I don't want my kid to have to go to Mordor to destroy a wing to save the planet. I want them to have a balanced, well, well-rounded, healthy marriage relationship if that's something they choose. I want their kids to not like the kids I saw in Afghanistan worry about having to get blown up while they're walking to school. And that stuff comes, wonderful life that's full of wealth, comes with regular people doing the magical, regular things in their community. We don't need some kind of PhD from the Kennedy School, you know, to to solve these problems. We see a problem in our community. We can partner with other smart people that have a lot of experience doing the work and start doing it now. And this is part of the tradition of America. This was, you know, a a unique feature noted by Alexis de Tocqueville in his book Democracy in America. Uh he you know, he's a French gentleman who was trying to figure out what's going on over there and he noted that it, for some odd reason, people didn't wait around for other people to fix their problems or for the government to fix their problems. They had voluntary associations with each other. They got together and organized and fixed stuff. And they did that through social institutions. And, you know, I think that's a real strength that that we do have. But guess what? <laughs> it doesn't doesn't keep going without effort, um, without effort, without intentionality. Like any good thing, it will fade away. Yeah. So. I don't know, Ben. What do we want to leave these guys with? Well, I suppose that, A, get out there and volunteer, do something with a nonprofit in the next two months. That's my challenge to you. The next challenge I have to you, number two, go to uh, to mightyvincent.org and check out what we did for the day of service. You know, if you are interested in learning more about that, uh, you can sign up for, you know, your, put your email in there. And hey, what if every September, it'll probably be like a late September thing every year. What if every every year on that day, we had hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people across the entire United States and maybe even the world doing something amazing on that day, you know, for a couple hours, going out and uh, spreading some joy, being empathetic with their fellow humans, doing something that demonstrates some fierce passion for life. I really think that we could make the world so much better. So much better. Thanks for listening to the Indigo Podcast. If you like this podcast, please consider helping us by rating us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, telling your friends about us, having us on your podcast, or mentioning us on social media. Our website is www.indigopodcast.com, where you can access more information about us and this episode. Thanks again, and we look forward to talking with you again soon.